you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. It's Oliver Banks here, your host and your guide to the ever-evolving world of retail transformation. And in this episode, episode 78, I wanted to take a look back and then a look forwards. So if we were to rewind back to the 30th of December 2019, that's the release date of episode 62 of the Retail Transformation Show, where I made a series of predictions and themes for what I thought would be particularly relevant going into 2020. Then, on the 31st of December 2019, the very next day, there was the identification of a new strain of virus called COVID-19, and it turns out that had rather a radical impact on the whole world. The coronavirus has, of course, shaken up plans in a completely unprecedented way that, frankly, I don't think any of us really truly saw coming. And I suppose this very point asks the question, should we be making predictions? Should we be gazing into the crystal ball to see what the future holds? Or actually, are we always going to be subject to something coming at us out of left field? And I think it's an interesting point, an interesting question. But I firmly believe that we absolutely should still continue to look forwards. We absolutely should continue to use insight and intel to join the dots because it allows us to make a prediction, a forecast of what the future is going to be like so that we can evolve and transform ready to meet that future and take advantage of the opportunities that lie ahead of us. A forecast by its very nature is wrong, just like a weather forecast is often wrong, but it may be useful. In fact, when I was doing Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, my tutor, my teacher, my mentor had a little saying on the subject of predictive models. He said, all models are wrong, but some may be useful. And I think exactly the same is true here. All predictions are wrong, but some may be useful. So we've got to be looking at the usefulness. We've got to be focused on that element. So I wanted to use this episode to look back to those predictions for 2020 have a little assessment as to how we're doing. Are they still relevant at all? Let's take a look and actually then look ahead. What else is going to be particularly relevant for the rest of the year? So let's rewind. I had six themes that I thought were going to be particularly relevant. They were number one, cost saving. I suspected that many retailers would be looking at their cost lines with a view of focusing on lean operating models. Well, in many ways, this has been more true than we could have ever imagined. Cost management is critically important, particularly at the moment. When we're living in a world where there are lockdowns in place, there are stay-at-home orders in place, and where many, many retail stores are just shut out of government regulations, cost management is so important. Right now, it's less strategic and more tactical, let's be honest. It's about minimizing those cost lines to the very bare minimum while still doing a good job, looking after your people, serving your customers and being ready for the future as well. 
I think as we continue to go forward, there will continue to be a focus on cost management and cost saving exercises, particularly with a view of, as I mentioned, developing a lean operating model that really does serve your customers in the best and most efficient way possible. In turn, that lower cost base will allow a retailer to continue to trade. Well, yeah, a lower cost base will allow a retailer to continue to trade. There we go, full stop. Now, the second of my themes was around sustainability. Now, where has that word gone, eh? We were all focused on sustainability, focused on the war on plastic, on reducing emissions, and suddenly things get put in perspective a little. Sustainability has been essentially wiped from the agenda of many retailers and many businesses as well. Really, it's a question of priorities, right? Human sustainability is more important than environmental sustainability at the moment, and business sustainability as well, right? So I think those elements are absolutely still going to be on the cards when things clear up, but right now, it's obviously not. I think on the subject of sustainability, one of the future conversations that will be really fascinating is all around these charts of pollution. Where the lockdown has taken place globally, we've seen air quality improving beyond belief, just almost like a light switch. It's just evaporated in a matter of days or weeks. So I think that is going to be a really interesting conversation when we come back to normality or some sense of normality. The third one was all around the vegan movement, which again has fallen by the wayside right at the moment. From a consumer's perspective, our focus on food has not so much been around meat, but it's more been around availability and safety of shopping. And for the foreseeable future, whilst we continue to experience the coronavirus, that absolutely will be the case. So I think the vegan thing has fallen by the wayside and it's come out at a lower priority than more important elements like safety. And certainly the grocery market has really been focused on restocking after that sort of unexpected peak of trading that many stores around the world have seen and continuing to keep the supply chain functioning through this tough time. The fourth theme was around purpose. And I think this will actually be really critically important for the rest of the year still. Having a clear purpose will allow a retailer to remain relevant in a consumer's eyes. Without that clear purpose, why should a customer shop with you? Why should a customer remember you or love you? So I think purpose is absolutely something that will continue to be on the radar. One of the conundrums is that it can be a little fluffy. So when times are tough, like they are right now, and perhaps we don't need to have a conversation about purpose, it will get forgotten about. But if it does, here's the risk. Everything else becomes more dispersed, more random. And actually, from a consumer's perspective, they see that. So if you are on top of your purpose, if you have it clearly laid out, if your team members, if your colleagues understand that purpose and serve customers in that way, then absolutely you are set up to thrive when the time is right. Number five was around the growth of in-store services. And boy, did I get that one wrong. <laughs> stores are obviously shut up in many instances. And the focus for physical stores will be about reopening them in a safe manner. Across Europe, we're seeing some countries start to reopen retail space 
but in a very tentative manner. And of course, that is government-led rather than retailer-led. So somewhat out of span of control, span of influence. But absolutely start to think about what would that reopening strategy look like, which I'm sure you're already on top of, right? And then the sixth element was about social shopping. Well, I think this element, again, it's slightly less relevant right now, but actually keeping in touch with consumers, with your customers on social channels is ever so important right now, particularly if you are running physical stores and customers can't connect with you in that classic way. Having active social channels really does allow you to continue to foster the relationships with customers and will keep you front of mind for when things do return, as I say, to a sense of normality. So how did those 2020 themes and predictions go? Well, there were certainly some hits, but certainly quite a few misses as well. So knowing what we know now about how the world in 2020 has been, what else is important? What are the other big themes that we as a retail industry should be thinking about right now? Well, first and foremost, we should be thinking about how to look after our colleagues and our customers. Health and safety will continue to be really important for the foreseeable future until this coronavirus disappears. But also linked into this, is going to be a big focus on mental health. The longer these lockdowns and stay-at-home orders continue, I think the more our heads will be challenged, particularly as consumers, but also as retailers as well. As more of us get affected by unfortunate deaths and challenging family situations, I think we'll also start to feel a sense of loneliness and that social distancing element will really start to impact on many of our heads. So what would that look like for you? How are you going to look after your colleagues from a mental health perspective? How are you going to look after your customers from a mental health perspective as well? How can you provide a connection to your colleagues, to your customers, and between your colleagues and customers as well, of course? How can you provide that connection, virtual or otherwise, that allows everyone to continue to feel a sense of normality, but also build that relationship that will ultimately stand the test of time, whether that's an employee-employer relationship or a a customer and retailer relationship, and of course, a person-to-person relationship as well. So that's going to be the first big theme to look out for for the rest of the year. The second big theme will be around the shift to online shopping. Now, that shift right now is, of course, a necessity, particularly when physical stores are shut and there is no alternative for many categories. But I think what's interesting is right now, that necessity is training customers to explore the online options. It's training customers to get used to the online interfaces, how you shop, how you browse, what you can see, and particularly in certain demographics that perhaps haven't got into online shopping just yet. And now they're being subjected to a sustained period where they must try it out and get used to it. So I think when life reverts to normal, some of that online traffic will stay online. On previous episodes of the Retail Transformation Show, we've spoken about how boring shopping will continue to become more automated and more online. Certainly, it was one of the discussion points when I spoke to Natalie Berg and Maya Knights about their book, Amazon. And that was way back in episode 16 and 17, where they were telling us 
about the functional shopping that will continue to become more automated. And frankly, no one enjoys going to buy a toilet roll, do they? Certainly not anymore. (laughs) So trade will divert to online channels. I absolutely think that will happen. And that is certainly what we're starting to see in China. Trade is staying online rather than moving back to stores. But that does not mean it is necessarily the end for physical stores. Absolutely not. They still have a very important part to play in the world of retail. I truly believe that. But the role of stores will change and it will become more refined and more relevant for what they are. How physical stores play in your operating model must build on the things that, frankly, physical stores are best placed to do. Things like building human relationships, things like building a community, and of course, providing a geographically local supply of stock. So maybe it's time to start to think about how the role of your stores will change. What is the purpose of them? Why are they there? And if you can answer that, then absolutely your operating model will be so much more refined and better placed to serve customers in the near future once this is all over. The third trend, unfortunately, isn't a very nice one. And that is about the ongoing impacts up and down the value chain of retail. Right now, we're seeing many impacts to retailers. We're seeing store closures. We're seeing redundancies. We're seeing administrations and bankruptcies, unfortunately. But what I think we'll start to see more of are impacts to suppliers, particularly where orders are getting cancelled by retailers without full payment. That's going to hurt, particularly if they have invested in the materials and resources needed to fulfill that order already. Landlords also, I think, are going to really feel the pinch. I think as administrations and bankruptcies play out, we'll also see retailers activate their break clauses or not renew their leases as they look to reduce their cost base. Particularly if a store is unprofitable, why would you continue to renew the lease in this very challenging economic climate? There is a terrific but scary article by Nelson Blackley, which I'd encourage you to go and take a look at. And there, Nelson reveals that for landlords, they're really getting squeezed. In the UK, Into have received 29% of their expected rents for Q2. Meanwhile, Hammerson have received 37% of their expected rents. Now, this is a big, challenging hit to any business, frankly. And I know many in the retail industry have continued to see these big hits, maybe even their revenue shut down to zero, right? So I think we'll start to see landlords getting squeezed, particularly as we start to approach the Q3 rent payment date. That could look really ugly. And by the way, I'm going to put a link to Nelson Blackley's article in today's show notes page, which you can find over at obandco.uk slash 78. That's obandco.uk slash 78. So I think as we're starting to see more impacts up and down the value chain, then you should absolutely make sure that your business continuity plans are up to date, which I'm sure you've been doing. But do you have backup suppliers in place? Do you have a plan in place for what would happen if a particular landlord, for example, were to go into administration? How would that play out? What would you do? It would be worth thinking about that now so that you are ready if that should come to pass. The fourth big theme that we will see more of for the rest of the year 
is an increase in mergers and acquisitions. We've already seen a pretty active M&A market in retail in recent times. But as more brands and retailers fall into challenging financial times, we'll start to see these companies grouping together or being acquired to really take advantage of the economies of scale that are left. We'll see growth brands that are cash rich looking to buy up some competitors that have a large market share but poor cash flow, let's say, and allow those growth brands to continue to grow and continue to scale at really unprecedented rates. So that's going to be interesting too. And thinking about that, how you can get your operating model ready for a merger or an acquisition, or how you can look at how to get an operating model brought into your company so that you are best placed to take advantage of those financial opportunities that are open. And linked into those financial challenges, I think we'll see much greater scrutiny on spend and cost management. I think probably across retail, there are many business cases that are built on numbers that when you really challenge them, when you really truly challenge them, a lot of them crumble away or they're not able to be realized. So I think going forwards, purely because of the tightness of cash, I think we'll see really great detailed scrutiny over spend. So that means if you are creating business cases, they will need to be really rock solid. You will need to have a very detailed plan for how you propose to realize the benefits, whether that's increased sales, reduced costs, whatever. And actually, there will be follow through. There will be more post-investment reviews taking place to really make sure that when you spend a million pounds or a million dollars or euros, whatever, actually, did you receive the benefits that you expected from that cash? So think about whatever size your investment, how are you really going to prove that that has been an excellent investment to make? Was it really a necessity? And let's be honest, that's just good business practice, right? But I think the reason I wanted to spike it out is it will be under much greater scrutiny. There'll be a giant magnifying glass over your business plan. So do make sure that you do your homework and you're ready to stand up behind your business plan as you present it to the board or whatever financial governance or other governance meetings you have in place in your company. And the sixth theme that absolutely will be in place is the ability to stay agile, the ability to transform and stay nimble. If there's one thing that this year has taught us, it's that we'd never know what's going to happen. So as we continue to ride out this uh, crazy COVID storm, I would urge you to continue to stay nimble, review your plans, continue to look ahead at what the opportunities and the threats could be, and make sure that you are ready and nimble enough to take advantage and protect yourself. So those are the six new themes that I wanted to spike out to you today. They were looking after your colleagues and your customers, particularly with a view on mental health and well-being. Number two was about the growth of online market share. Number three was about impact up the value chain. Number four was an increase in merger and acquisition activity. Number five was all about that greater scrutiny on cost management and business cases. And of course, number six was continue to stay nimble, stay agile and be ready to transform. And that's, of course, why you're going to continue listening to the Retail Transformation Show, right? If you are new, then do remember to hit subscribe. 
and you can check out new episodes that come out every single week. You may also get a lot of value by signing up for my free retail transformation briefings. Now these come out by email every single week and they spike out the top retail transformation headlines from around the world and curate particular bits of insight and intel that you are going to find very useful. So you can get hold of those on today's show notes page, which, as I mentioned before, is obandco.uk slash 78. So do sign up for those free briefings. And finally, I wanted to leave you with a thought from my retail friend, Carl Boutet, who very wisely recognizes that we've had the Great Depression. We've had the Great Recession. And now we're set for the Great Acceleration. Yes, that's right. As Carl points out, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing everything get faster. All of the existing trends are going to continue to surge forward. And you absolutely must be ready to ride the wave or get drowned in it, unfortunately. We're seeing huge changes sweeping across the retail marketplace. And as per theme six, it absolutely is critical that you stay nimble. You stay ready to transform. Because actually, I think this is where retail is at its very best. It's what really excites me about the world of retail. And that is that pragmatic, get things done attitude that frankly, I think our industry is better placed than any other to take advantage of. So do continue, as I say, to stay nimble and you absolutely will be ready to thrive when the time is right. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'd love to hear your thoughts and reflections, so do reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter, where I am at Ollie underscore Banks, O-L-L-I-E underscore Banks. Or, of course, you can send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. So I'll look forward to hearing from you, and I'll look forward to joining you in the next episode. Bye for now.